I am Daedalus Howell, and welcome to my night school of the mind. So you might be asking yourself, hey Dade, why does your podcast sound like a poetry reading? It's because I'm in a cafe, specifically Borderlands Cafe in the Mission District of San Francisco. It's loud here, but it's louder outside. Plus, I like the atmosphere and the weird looks from all the millennial hipsters. That's right, Gen X is back, and he brought a microphone. Episode 22, Quicksand. Don't make it weird. A lot of people thought the movie Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull jumped the shark when Indy survived an atomic bomb detonation by climbing into a refrigerator. But I think it was when he fell into quicksand and Shia LaBeouf tossed him a snake to pull him out. Fucking Shia. Anyway, I understand that the entire Indiana Jones project is, in part, an homage to the movie serials of the 30s, and that a quicksand scene is a prerequisite, like a car chase or a cliffhanger. A literal cliffhanger, not the term of art, and it says it all right there. All of us in the story-making trade go for a cliffhanger, but no one has ever tried to ramp up their narrative with a slow, sinking feeling. Except maybe Sartre. Cliffhangers, quicksand, it's just too much earth science for this high school dropout, but quicksand has been making a comeback lately. At least for me, I admit I'm late to the party since much of the media on Quicksand's slow, sandy crawl from the cellulite bog to the popular imagination apparently began earlier in this decade, and it wasn't through the front door of mainstream media. Rather, it came through the unlatched rear window of podcasts and fetish films. Is it weird yet? Nope, keep going. I first discovered Quicksand's gritty resurgence through a Radiolab episode. Producer Soren Wheeler spoke with Slate columnist Dan Engber about his huge piece, Terra Inferma, The Rise and Fall of Quicksand. Engber was researching the relative decline of quicksand as a cultural preoccupation when an internet search led him to a discovery he didn't expect. Within a minute, I discovered the quicksand fetish community. The quicksand Um, fetish? Yeah. Like fetish fetish? Like sex fetish? Yes. I'm just going to let that sink in. But you should know that Engbert's encounter with this strange but fascinating world was echoed a couple of years ago when the Vice Magazine staff went to Los Angeles to meet a community of quicksand fetishists and made a 20-minute documentary about the experience, including a visit to a quicksand fetish film set. Now it's weird, right? Not yet. Proceed. I should say here that I'm not a quicksand man. As a card-carrying member of Gen X, Hot Lava was the geological terror du jour when I was growing up. Every tract home carpet was a lava pit, and though lava is hot, it's not erotic. Quicksand? Nah, never really came up. In fact, the only quicksand I remember back then came in the virtual form of Pitfall, a game on my Uncle Mike's Intellivision. The side-scrolling video game came out in 1982, a year after Raiders of the Lost Ark, which was undoubtedly an inspiration. I have no idea why it took Lucas and Spielberg 27 years to come around to quicksand themselves, 
but I guess they were too busy inflicting their hero with snakes and Nazis. Since they finally combined snakes and quicksand, we should probably anticipate snakes, Nazis, and quicksand in a sequel. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Nazis. I hate these guys. Now this is where it gets weird. The only artist who ever attempted snakes, Nazis, and quicksand in a single work was David Bowie. Because that's what happens when you're David Bowie. Dig the lyrics to the song Quicksand on his 1971 album, Hunky Dory. I'm living in a silent film, portraying Himmler's sacred realm of dream reality. Should I kiss the viper's fang or herald the loud death of man? I'm sinking in a quicksand of my thought, and I ain't got the power anymore. Himmler, a viper, and quicksand. The trifecta. Holy shit. So yeah, David Bowie is pretty much Indiana Jones' worst nightmare. And I'm not even going to mention that Bowie's original surname was Jones. Quicksand is sugar-coated poison, writes Chris O'Leary, author of Rebel Rebel, all the songs of David Bowie from 64 to 76. On his blog, Pushing Ahead of the Dame, O'Leary observes that the song is a lushly arranged, lovely tune about despair, delusion, with Nazi references, and whose chorus tells its listeners to give up all hope. Damn. And later, the lyrics suggest that life is not only an illusion, but one whose purpose will never be revealed, regardless of your religion, your guru, or your imagination. Knowledge comes with death's release, is its only positive statement. Double damn. I have to admit, the aforementioned sugar coating definitely helped the poison pill go down in my case. I never delved too deeply because I love Bowie and I habitually chow on these early word salads, avoiding anything I can't reconcile, like so many beats. Bowie himself summed the song up in the original liner notes like so. The chain reaction of moving around throughout the bliss and the calamity of America produced this epic confusion. Anyway, with my esoteric problems, I could have written it in Plainview or Dulwich. This makes even less sense than the song itself, but let's throw David Bowie a bone. And Shia, throw him a snake, please. And if I don't explain what you ought to know, you can tell me about it on the next bar now. I'm sinking in the quicksand of my thought, and I ain't got the power anymore. Don't believe in yourself. Don't deceive with belief. Knowledge comes with death's release. Daedalus Howell, visit dhowell.com.